Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, you know what that means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Connection and welcome back to Most Extreme Menage of Twelve Violence you'll ever experience here at the Extreme Three Way Dance Podcast. JT, Jenny, and Matt taking you through the history of ECW. We started in February of 1994, and here we are in the summer of 1998. Really hurtling through time and space in the land of extreme here every other week, and of course we have a lot of content for you, uh, audio and video. This is a podcast that is simulcast on our YouTube station. Just search on South Connection and all podcast applications as well. We have a lot of shows that are simulcast, and then we also have some video exclusive content. So be sure to hop over to YouTube, find us, subscribe, and be alerted anytime we put out some new uh, wonderful videos for your enjoyment. But mm-hmm. uh, how are you guys both doing here tonight? Been hurtling through wrestling notebooks too because I recently had to mm. do a new one. Mm-hmm. So wow. it's all fresh and nice, and it has college rule lightings <laughs> instead of the wide rule I've done for the last five subject notebooks. And so anyway, <laughs> that's wrestling nerd problems for you. I'm always hurtling through time and space. It's kind of my thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I go Google Docs. I can't write. My handwriting is terrible. <laughs> oh, I, I can't write either. It's the worst. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I wish I could do it the typing way, but it doesn't connect to my brain unless I write it down. I don't know why. 
We do what we got to do to survive here in the land of extreme. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tonight, we're covering three weeks of ECW television as we continue our march between WrestlePalooza and our next pay-per-view. But we got a ways to go because that doesn't come at us till August. We'll see tonight if we're going to learn anything about it, though. Joey Styles is in the ring on May 30th, 1998. He's inside the ECW arena. The crowd is fired up. Shane Douglas, Bam Bam Bigelow, Chris Candido, and Francine come out for a chat. Shane's arm is in a giant brace, and he has tights in his hand. Shane says, years ago, a brash young man threw down the NWA title in this very ring. He's called out other champions that never showed up because they're all pussies. And at Russellpalooza, an injured man defeated a very credible opponent, and nobody gave him a chance to win. But at the end of the match, he doesn't even remember, he pinned Al Snow and head. He starts to talk about his tights as Taz's music fires up. And out he comes to a wild reaction. Taz says, I'm not here to fight, curse, yell, or share belts. He wants Candido and Bigelow out of his face so he can shoot with Douglas man-to-man and gives his word he will not lay his hands on anybody. Bigelow, and he says to Bigelow, you know my word is my bond. Shane steps up and Taz says he has something to say and nobody told him to say it. Taz rips a fan who's running his mouth, just next level on everyone. <laughs> Taz says that Russell Palooza, Shane exemplified what being a champion is. He wrestled hurt and unlike other companies, Shane worked hurt and Taz knows how hurt he was because he's the one that busted his arm. He respects that but Shane is not 100% and he needs help and that's where Taz comes in. Taz takes off his coat and he's got a triple threat shirt on. Taz says he's the biggest scumbag asshole in this business, and Shane needs his help. He can watch Shane's back, and no one would touch Shane. But when Shane is back from surgery, Taz wants a match belt for belt. Taz says his belt doesn't need shit, and he wants a shot at the title when Shane is back. The crowd is kind of mixed on this one, and Taz says either they raise the three fingers now, or he's going to walk. It's a one-time offer, and he don't have time to dilly-dally. The triple threat huddle. Francine and Candido don't trust him, but Douglas is intrigued. Taz raises a symbol, and the rest follow, even though Bigelow's weary. Bigelow, Candido, and Francine start to leave. Taz goes to shake Shane's hand, and of course, Taz takes him down with a Fujiwara on his bad arm. Taz gets pulled off as Bigelow's livid, tries to attack him. Taz hooks a security guy in the Taz mission, and uh, that brings it into this very wild scene. It was really well done. I thought Taz was pretty believable in his delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a madman. Shane's in some deep shit here. And... <laughs> What I like about it is Taz is so believable in his word being his bond that you could believe this as an angle, right? That Taz mm-hmm. is going to watch Shane's back because he wants him to get healthy so he can beat him for the title. So that is an angle that ECW would do. But Taz is also a prick, and he hates him. <laughs> so like, I like that he uses it as bait and takes him out. So I thought it was well done. It was obvious but not fully obvious. Like It was kind of a good middle ground, Matt. Yeah, uh, I'm right there with you. I thought this was really well done. I mean – it just Taz is kind of on fire lately after being kind of middling for a bit and just kind of, I don't want to say floating around aimlessly, but it almost felt like they weren't mm-hmm. really sure which way they wanted to go with him. I feel like now they've really dialed in what they want to do with him, where he's just going to torment Shane any way he can like him wanting to join the triple threat, going as far as putting the shirt on. I think it's just, it's great. And uh, Shane bought it hook, line and sinker. So uh, Shane is going to die uh, once, <laughs> once, once he's ready to uh, uh, once his arm, and body and everything else are healed. Uh, Taz is going to kill Shane, and if he doesn't kill Shane, he's going to kill everybody else in place of Shane. So, yeah, uh, really well done. The crowd was red hot for it, especially once Taz turned on him. Just a really well done segment, Jenny. Also slightly more believable because Taz is going insane, and mm-hmm. this deal is something an insane person would come up with mm-hmm. to try to sell as an idea to Shane. Poor Shane. <laughs> 
I don't know why he, he agreed to it. Like, what? It's. I um, mean, yeah, Shane's gonna know better. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. What are you doing? About I guess he's y'all were the enough, kings of the turn. It. Like, yeah. no way. Yeah. Um. But anyway, he looked real dumb. But he also was probably on a lot of painkillers for that mm-hmm. swollen arm he's got. But yeah, all this was really well done. Uh, Francine looked really fucking good, and uh, yeah, I really liked it. It's great. All right. We got our opening animation. Joey's in the nest. He recaps what we just saw. He says, Taz views this as a mental game as well as a physical one. And tonight's action will be available on VHS as a matter of respect. 1998 runs down the show ahead. Gets clips from last week where Jerry Lynn defeated Just Incredible. And now we get a rematch between these two. And this is the best of three. We join in progress. Lynn is kicking away. Crotches Credible on the top rope. Lynn gets two on a clothesline. We clip ahead to Lynn flipping Credible to the floor. Meets him in the Pescado. Lynn throws Credible to the crowd, tries to springboard off the timekeeper's table, but slips and lands hard on his ribs. On the railing, he flops into the crowd. That looked like it really hurt. Credible slings Lynn back to ringside, shoots him into the railing, and chops away. Back in the ring, Lynn gets two on a sunset flip. He turns into a Credible power slam. We clip ahead to Lynn, hitting Credible with a bulldog on a chair for two. Lynn tries another bulldog, but Credible counters to a back suplex on the chair for two. Credible tries that's incredible, but Lynn reverses and hits a tombstone for the first fall. Nice callback to last week, and Joey says it's proof. This was not a fluke. We clip ahead to the second fall. Lynn is hooks an SDF. We clip ahead to Credible, flipping Lynn to the floor, and clip again to Credible, beating on a now bleeding Lynn with a very nasty cut. We cut to Credible, laying in strikes as Lynn is a bloody mess. Credible spikes Lynn to an open chair. He sits Lynn in the corner, sets the chair up, and runs into it hard. Lynn is a mess. We clip to Credible, fighting off a comeback, but Lynn floats out of a suplex, gets a DDT for two. We clip again to a credible sunset flip powerbomb off the top for two. We clip to credible loading. That's incredible. And this time he hits it, gets a second fall. So we're all knotted up. We go to the third fall, a swinging DDT by credible for two. Credible drags Lynn up for a pile driver for two. We clip ahead to Lynn using a top rope Rana to send credible off the top and through a table. We clip again to credible reversing a tombstone. Lynn reverses it back and hits his own. Jason comes in and Lynn buries him with a tombstone too. <clears throat> Chastity comes in, but Lynn shoves her down. Chastity goes low on Lynn. Incredible cradles him for the win. And Joey says the summer of 1998 will be stricken by a heat wave as Lynn gets a standing ovation. Mm. Another hot match, Jenny, with these two guys. We didn't see a ton because of the clipping, but what we did see was hard-hitting and effective. They have nice chemistry and using each other to climb the ladder. Lynn's cut was nasty. It amped things up, and it's become a good little mini-feud, and we'll see if it continues. Uh, fine finish as well. I think with Credible resorting to using his bag of tricks to steal what was an even match. I thought this was on par with last week, uh, and probably better without the clipping, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But as is, from what we saw, I went three and a quarter. I, I did the same, I think, three and a half. Uh, kind of on par, like a good second match for mm-hmm. them. Bloodier. I like that. I like Jerry Lynn bleeding a lot. <clears throat> Seems like they upped the hardcore uh, of, of it all in this one. Um, two out of three falls match. Uh, can go either way with me, usually. But I, th- I like the finish of this. Uh, it makes sense to me. And... Uh, I don't know. Where do you go in the third match for them, Maddie? Yeah, uh, I went three and a half on this too. Just as good as the last match uh, to the point where I, uh, I I looked for the full match online after watching it. Could not find it, unfortunately. But hmm. yeah, uh, I, I really enjoyed this. These guys just work so well together. You can see it even, even in clipping, like the clipping. I mean, it hurts it because you want to see the full match, but the clipping... Like it doesn't hurt it enough where it hurt my enjoyment of this. Right. It just just a fantastic match. Just 
more brutal than the first match too, which I really enjoyed. Like, I feel like maybe they're going to keep upping the ante and it's going to turn maybe into a blood feud, which it kind of looks like it already has. Uh, the tombstones were great. I love the callback to the first match. Just, yeah, uh, a really fun match. Great stuff. So three and a half for me on this. All right. Joey talks about the history between RVD and Sabu. We get some clips of their years long story. And that brings <laughs> us to our big dream partner tag that we hyped up a lot over the last couple of weeks. And that is Chris Candido and Sabu taking on Lance Storm and RVD. A lot of hype. The two uh, long running stories tied together with four awesome athletes. Joey knows that Jeff Jones is the referee and he talks about his role at Wrestlepalooza, his ties to Fonzie. Storm and Candido start off with a quick flurry of chops and punches. We ebb back and forth. RVD tags in and peppers away at Candido and they duck and dodge into an RVD spin kick. Storm tags back in, but Candido yanks him hard to the corner and tags Sabu, who unloads and gets a near fall on a chin lock into a chin lock. Candido tags back in. They trade blows to Storm, hits a leg drop. Sabu sets up a table bridge outside and tags himself in and slugs away. Storm fights out of the corner, hits a drop kick by Sabu, slips out of a power bomb, and gets a tiger bomb for two. Sabu hits a camel clutch as RVD barks at him. Fonzie tries to keep the peace. Sabu spikes a chair at Storm and follows in the air Sabu, and Storm falls into the open chair. Storm dodges a second air Sabu and tags RVD, who throws the chair down, but ta Sabu tags Candido on Fonzie's order. Candido hammers away and tags Sabu, who takes down RVD. He misses an elbow, and the trade misses in reversals. A really good story here, showing that all these guys know each other so well. Mm -hmm. Sabu is a drop kick to the knee, but they both go for a springboard kick and collide. They continue to go back and forth as Candido lays in a shot from the apron. He comes in and kicks away, but Storm comes in to help as well. Candido throws Storm outside and follows as they brawl while Sabu and RVD fight on the other side. All four continue to trade off and brawl. Back in the ring, Candido gets a powerbomb on RVD, flies into Storm and Sabu with a Piscato. RVD then flies into Storm and Candido with a somersault senton. Sabu slips inside and barrels into everyone with a triple jump dive. Back in the ring, Sabu gets two on a somersault leg drop. He hits an air Sabu. Sabu and Storm collide and both tag. RVD and Candido stop before fighting and then turn and knock out their partners. Candido hits a nasty pile driver on RVD for two. Candido misses a swan dive headbutt, but RVD pops up with a spin kick, goes up top and hits a top rope sidekick. RVD wants to suplex Candido through the table, but Candido blocks, puts RVD on the top rope. Storm saves, and he and Candido trade shots, but Sabu springs off of Candido into Storm, and they crash through the table bridge as RVD gets a frog splash on Candido for two in a great sequence. Mm -hmm. RVD slams Candido down, puts a chair on top of him. Candido dodges a split-legged moonsault and mashes RVD with a chair. Candido puts RVD up top, hits a superplex, but Sabu smashes both guys with a top rope Arabian face buster. Storm flies into Sabu with a high cross body for two. Sabu and RVD duel with chairs. Sabu wins the battle, crushes RVD with two shots to the side of the head. Sabu gets a triple jump moonsault and mocks RVD, but Candido nails him from behind and stomps on his own partner. <laughs> Storm comes in and cleans house with a chair. RVD cracks his partner with the Van Daminator. Sabu puts Candido in the camel clutch and holds the chair, and RVD drop kicks the chair into his face. Sabu and RVD hit their duel, rolling thunder on Storm, and it looks like Fonzie's band is back together and issues have been resolved. Storm is pouring blood as Sabu and RVD get the tag titles and stand tall. They then tug of war the TV title, smile, and hold it up together. And Fonzie <laughs> j jumps around. Uh, Matt, just a super fun match. All the stories blended in together. Uh, the action was smooth flowing. It didn't feel forced. The crowd was digging it as well. Nonstop flying around. Some really stiff offense. All four showed off, showed up, and kept both angles burning hot. Uh, twisting things around, reunifying Sabu and RVD, who now have a claim to the tag titles as part of this. So I went three and a half stars, a really strong closing to the show. 
I'm with you. Uh, three and a half. Great tag match. Uh, super fast pace. Re- really nonstop. Like, so it reminded me a lot of some of those tags we saw in '96 with RVD and Sabu, where they're just mm-hmm. throwing moves nonstop, no real breaks or anything like that. The storyline beats to it were all really well done too. How everything was able to intertwine and ma- they somehow made everything work. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was really well done. Uh, the moves in it were great. Uh, Candido going after Sabu after he raises the three fingers was a nice touch too. Like only I can do that. You're not gonna mm-hmm. fucking do that. I thought that was that was great. Uh, RVD and Sabu on the same page after bashing each other's brains in for 15 minutes in this match. Apparently, that's what it took to knock some sense into them. Just grab the chairs and just beat the fuck out of each other. That's what it took. Apparently, concussions. So uh, I feel like you kind of had a feeling it was gonna go back to this. I don't know how long it was gonna take with RVD and Sabu, but he kind of felt like, I mean, they may not be in the same page permanently, but I feel like they were kind of going to get there at some point, whether it was in six weeks, six months, six years, who knows it was going to happen. I think at some point. So I was kind of surprised it happened as quick as it did considering they just had the match at the pay-per-view, but I don't know. That's kind of my only knock as far as the storyline stuff goes. Like, I feel like they could have had the infighting for a little bit longer, but as is, this match is really well done. So uh, three and a half for me, Jenny. I really did like it too. And I also did three and a half. But yeah, I did not see the ending coming. I didn't think that it was time yet for this this team to reunite. I don't know. Maybe then I started thinking the whole thing's been a work. You know, and then it like they were meaning. I don't to know. Do I, I think it's like typical ECW where it's not really fully explained. We're just kind of supposed to get go it. With it, yeah. Mm, you know, so I think it's like I'm not they, really good at that. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what it, it's. I think they were really at odds, and I think Fonzie's been working to keep them together, doing his best to keep them mm-hmm. from getting two at each other because he knows they may come back together. I don't think this is a work. I think they just realized during this match that. Hey, we're better together than against each other. We get it out of our system. We're done fighting. Let's be the best again. That's that's how I took it. I, and I like it. And I just wish they had given us something in the middle there, like it was mm-hmm. where they were softening towards each other, at least during mm-hmm. the match. You know, it just seemed to happen like bam, suddenly. Right. Yeah, they could have maybe given a look earlier or something. Something right. like that. Some yep. other little thing in there mm-hmm. that would have made it clearer to me instead of made it more confusing. But that being said, the match is incredible. I really like it. And uh, Storm and Candido, not to be out outshone, they both were really good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get much development on their angle besides, I guess, they got their ass kicked together again. So, um, curious to see where that part's going to go, too. But, you know... They they both want to be the TV uh, champion, so I don't I don't know Sabu. <laughs> he didn't look too happy with this little pairing, so I don't know. We'll see if that sticks around. All right, let's get to our awards here then for this first episode. Best match clearly is our main event. Yep. yep. Crazy enough, worst match late <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Uh, best moment I went with Taz's uh, subterfuge and wrecking Shane Douglas. Oh my god, that was amazing. Mm. Oh. Uh, most nineties. I just want the, I guess, the dream tag partner concept. <laughs> <laughs> Is that very nineties? Like I don't. Do they do it after that? I don't know. Mm. Feels like it's nineties. Who can say? Mm. Nobody dreams about tag teams after the nineties. Well, not the dream partner. No. Okay. 
<laughs> Stock rising on Taz, Credible, Lynn, RVD, and Sabu. I would say everybody on this show. Mm. I mean, he really could, I feel like. Stock falling, I guess, when Shane's arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh his that, arm's falling. It it's, fell it, off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, final grade, I went seven and a half out of ten. A very good episode. We had two strong matches. I think, you know, Credible Lynn being clipped so much really hurt it. I, I felt like they could have saved that for a, sh a showcase episode where, mm -hmm. like, that's the only match we get and we see it mm -hmm. in full. Um, you know, sometimes we get that episodes like that. But as is, it was still really good. Main event was great. The task stuff was great. So it's a very good episode. 7.5 for me as well. Same. Seven and a half. All right. Let's move ahead. June 6th, 1998. We're in the Joe Brown Center in New Orleans, Louisiana. We open with a sweaty, disheveled Tommy Rich <laughs> demanding a dance contest. And he's in the ring with his boys, the FBI. And that means... Time for our Italian lesson of the week. Mm. And tonight's mm -hmm. word is bastardo. 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 I'm going to guess you can figure this one out. I think you, you, you've called me this before. I guarantee it. Bastardo. Matt I like that. No. That'd be a great, like, 80s jobber name for you, Matt. Like, it's some <laughs> shindy. Yeah. Bastardo Matt Souza. Does there have to be a first name or just the? L. El, El Bastardo. Spanish El and Italian. Yes. I like it. I think it's probably La Bastardo. Lo Bastardo. I like the I think L L comes El off bastardo. the mouth better. Yeah, yeah L's better. The Portuguese Bastardo. <laughs> I've been called that many a time, yeah. All right, the dance music fires up, smothers his cut in a rug as the BW watches. <laughs> Meanie takes a turn, but the music keeps skipping, and eventually it cuts to Taz's theme. Taz comes out and destroys everybody as the crowd buzzes. Taz gets the mic. He says he's the real world champion. Bigelow comes out. He throws Guido out of the ring. Comes up short. He bangs off the railing. Does not quite make it to the crowd. Bigelow and Taz brawl around ringside. Taz continues to wreck anything in his path. Bigelow trying to defend the honor of his boo, Shane Douglas. Um, a hot start, Matt, here in NOLA. Uh, Guido is dead. Uh, he died. May, may, may he no. rest in peace. Because yeah. good Christ, he hit that rail hard. <laughs> oh my God, that was brutal. That was my main takeaway from. Uh -huh. I mean, Taz is going to do what Taz is going to do at this point. But it's not often. First of all, it's not often that you see Bam miss a throw into the crowd, <laughs> and especially Guido of all point of uh -huh. all people who's a hundred. He's going to be the lightest guy. Yeah. He's a hundred pounds soaking wet, <laughs> and of all people, he's the one he uh, throws short. Good lord. Maybe he was getting back at him for something. Maybe yeah. he's pissed off. Yeah, that's a good point. He, uh, Bam Bam was in a dance-off, and he lost, so he yeah. was aggravated at the FBI. That's the narrative I'm going with. I, I, this is fun, but I, it, everything's feeling like very samey for me. Like I'm missing because we're just so Sabu-heavy, triple-threat-heavy. We've been very, yeah, big you know, on them for sure. Yeah, and it, I, my note here says, I miss Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. we haven't seen Dreamer in forever. We haven't seen Sandman, Sandman. in forever. Um, 
the Dudleys, you know, were kind of here for a hot minute, but I'm fine with that. But yeah, it just like it, we need to see something else. I, I think yeah. they spent so much time yeah. hyping that dream partner tag coming yeah. out of the pay per view. Like it just feels like that's all we've seen since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they were laser focused on that. So I'm curious what that's going to do with like the pacing towards yeah. the the pay per view. Well, we have so much time, so maybe they right. figure they can kind of slow right. burn. Some yeah, stuff. that's what I was thinking as well. It almost like they wanted to get that arena show to get RVD and Sabu back together. Right. And then reset right. Douglas of the injury, Taz with the belt, and now mm-hmm. kind of get things going. Uh, we get our opening animation. Joey's in the nest. We get some New Orleans-style music mm. in the background for their big debut. Joey runs the card down for us uh, for the night ahead, and we get to a big TV title match. This Lance Storm challenges Rob Van Dam. RVD and Fonzie hit the ring. They're feeling good. Joey reminds us that these two battled last week despite being tag partners. We get clips of how that ended with RVD and Sabu coming back together. We return to the match in progress with both guys running through a long flurry of counters at a quick pace. Fonzie hooks Storm's leg and RVD knocks him outside. Follows a somersault plancha. RVD follows with a corkscrew guillotine off the apron and heads back inside to celebrate. Storm climbs back in, but RVD stays in control. Gets two on a rolling splash and follows with a spin kick and a corkscrew leg drop. Storm dodges another dive and slugs away with some punches and elbows into a low drop kick in the corner. Storm gets a springboard back elbow for two and then another near fall on a tiger bomb. Storm is pinballing through some offense, but he can't put RVD away. Sabu shows up. He pulls Storm to the floor on a springboard, sets up a table, and RVD puts Storm on it. Sabu flies through him with a triple jump splash. Guy gets a big pop. Back inside, RVD slams Storm and hits a split-legged moonsault to finish him. RVD and Sabu want more, but Candido makes a save, and the champs clear out Fonzie's boys. A bit more of a squash you'd expect. Storm being protected by uh, Sabu, needing help from uh, to help RVD, I thought was good. And we see that they're on the same page. Looks like maybe Candido and Storm may be back together as well. But Storm's really built up a nice resume for himself, Jenny. Uh, I think this was a little clustery due to the story being mixed in, but I ended up going two and three quarters. But Storm has really been elevated nicely through all of this stuff. Like, yeah. We don't talk enough, about, I think, about how well yeah. he's mm-hmm. been built and like what he's added as a mid-card, upper mid-card guy. Yeah, he kind of gets lost in the shuffle amongst mm-hmm. uh, the RVDs of the world here. But yeah, he deserves the sunshine, and he was good in this. He was very good. Um, gets his ass beat. A good amount of time, but also gets his shit in. Um, and that is what he's really good at. Um, has been for a couple months now. Um, you know, him and Candido, they don't trust each other. They still want to be champs, though. And it's like, eh, are we going to bury the hatchet or are we going to keep fucking around? So I guess they figure if Sabu and RVD can, they can. I don't know. It's like, kind of vague as as to what the reasoning there but um i don't know how long you can t- continue to be in a tag team with somebody that you don't trust yeah. so <laughs> i did two and three quarter stars matt yeah uh, i went two and three quarter stars to uh lance storm is a good opponent for rvd we saw the match at barely legal that i was pretty similar i think but I, I enjoyed that match too as much as i enjoyed this one uh super fast start uh storm is storm's a guy he's been a big boost he's a lot he reminds me a lot of like a jerry lynn type where uh-huh. he's been a big boost to these undercards and y- you kind of needed a guy like that and i think he's another guy like a lynn like a credible who goes out there busts his ass every time he's out there and he puts on a great match so uh 
we got the Sabu interference as is customary for every RVD title match. I'm just mm. expecting that for every RVD title yep. match at this point. So, yeah. and it looks like Storm and Candido are on the same page too now, which is interesting. I feel like that mm-hmm. might be a uh, that might be a little bit too quick too, sort of like RVD Sabu. But at, le- at least I that- think though, I kind of like it because I feel like. They secretly are in love, and because of the triple threat stuff, they get they're kept <laughs> apart. Like, I feel like they really want to be friends and partners, but they're almost like, well, we can't because of the whole triple threat thing. And I feel like deep down, they know they're a fucking awesome tag team, and they're dominant together. And I think they're finally like RVD and Sabu almost pushed them back together last week. So it's a real, like, like, it's a real Montague Capulet. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, yeah. it's, it's like they. They know they could, they should be together, right? But they're not. So, oh, who's gonna drink the poison? It's very romantic. I know. <laughs> Joey shows us footage from the break where Storm and Candido shook hands and stood tall as champions. And he hikes up this weekend at the ECW arena. He plugs the hotline, which have live ongoing results all night long. Joey takes us back to a matter of respect where John Cronus beat Danny Doring, but then was attacked and beaten down by Ulf Herman. Uh, and a biker paid off by Lance, Mr. Wright, still around. He wanted some different guys back, Jenny. Here you go, Mr. Wright. Jack Not Victory. that one. <laughs> the legendary Jack Victory was in the crowd watching. Who? And he, Jack Victory. And he came in and saved Cronus and cleaned house. New Jack then came out and helped Victory clean out Lance Wright's crew. But Victory turned and beat down New Jack and stood alongside Mr. Wright. Joey said Victory left wrestling almost a decade ago, but he's now back and seemingly working for Mr. Wright, and he picked a fight with New Jack for some reason, and the violence is going to escalate. Joey hypes up the full VHS copy of A Matter of Respect, which includes the FBI's controversial tribute to Frank Sinatra before destroying the BWO, and a Stairway to Hell match between Sandman, Dreamer, Spike Dudley, and the Dudleys, plus more. Joey takes us back to April 9th in Fort Lauderdale, and then to Russellpalooza for an escalating war between the Dudleys, Dreamer, and Sandman. Jenny, any thoughts on Ulf Herman and Jack Victory? <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Jack Victory is. He was a flag bearer. Oh no, Johnny Ace was a flag bearer. What did Jack? Was he involved with the sheep herders, Matt? Was he? I think he was involved somehow too. I think. Uh, So no. I'm no expert, but. Um, Is this a big debut? I mean, are we excited about him? I mean, I don't think it's a name like Mm. too many people are probably super. um, At least they got Jack Victory and not Jack Loser. Yeah, and I mean, he's around. Like he was in UWF, World Class, Crockett. But he, he did stuff in, like, 91. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess he said almost a decade ago. I guess it is almost, like, seven years. But he worked in some Mexico, did some indie stuff. Mm. Uh, he's here till the end now. So we're going to get used to that. Oh, injury. okay. Mm-hmm. Right. He's around uh, till the end. I, I mean, he's not, like, a main player, but he's he's a guy that'll be here. He's, the he's there. <laughs> yeah. He, he's built very Balls Mahoney-ish. Uh, mm. oh. So kind of, kind of a bigger dude. So, um, And then poor New Jack got his fucking... Skull beat him with the guitar. Already got turned on by this fucking new guy, and he's with old fuckface again. So I don't know. Uh, this was like if a Mad Lib was a wrestling segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, here comes Cronus. Well, nope, he's beating Danny Doring. Ulf Herman's here. Here comes some random fucking biker that's never explained. <laughs> here comes Lance Wright. He's back. Great. Jack Victory from 1982 <laughs> is here. And now here comes New Jack. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you Lord. said it better than me, but yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, let's get to this match. And that is Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, and Spike Dudley taking on the Dudley boys. 
Gertner kicks us off with a shtick to some great heat. It's a great vibe. After yeah. the long intros of the Dudleys, out come Dreamer, Sandman, and Spike. Really long setup, but the atmosphere is wild. Dreamer pours a beer on porn star Tom Byron, and Joey says he swallowed and didn't spit. Tommy <laughs> pours a beer on Beulah's chest as well, and him and Spike lick it off. There's a ladder set up at ringside, just chaos looming. After break, we're in progress. Tommy snaps Devon down with a hanging neckbreaker. Bubba tags in as a spike. He throws some punches, but Bubba blocks Arana with a powerbomb. Spike slowly crawls back in. Bubba stomps his hand and slugs away. Keeps chucking his brother around. Dismissively stomps on him and beats on him. Joey welcomes in new Chicago audience to the show. As Spike mounts a comeback and has Bubba staggered. Sam and Tommy smack Bubba from the apron and Spike hits a bulldog. Bubba falls into his corner. We reset with Dick and Sandman tagging in. They stare down. Dick lands a few shots, but Sandman comes rumbling back. He knocks Dick down to the floor. Dick thrusts up and yanks Sandman outside and mails him, uh, and nails him. <laughs> Everyone else follows out, brawls with Bubba, laying out a nasty chair spot on Spike. Back inside, Sandman buries Dick with a top rope Rana. Dick pops up and hits a power slam for two. Spike is gushing blood outside as Tommy saves him from Bubba. Tommy, Bubba, and Devon end up in the crowd. Spike flies into him with a plancha. All six guys are brawling on ringside and in the ring. Tommy gets two on Bubba on a slingshot splash, but Bubba comes back with a tight back suplex. Spike comes back in the ring, gets a swinging bulldog on Devon for two, keeps hammering away. Devon flips Spike outside with a hip toss to Sandman and Dick. Head back in. Dick ducks a cane shot. Heads a choke slam. Heads up top. A Sandman goes low. Puts him in the tree of woe. Tommy comes in and mashes Bubba with a chair. Puts all three of them in the tree of woe as well. After a break, we see the sign guy and D Devon are in the tree too. Tommy, Sandman, Spike, and Beulah all hit stereo chair drop kicks. Jeff Jones comes in. He's arguing with Jim Molyneux. They have a little boxing match. It ends with Gertner coming in and Molino and Beulah hitting stereo DDTs. Everything breaks down as Gertner and Jones escape. The Dullies eat some chairs and canes. Tommy Bulldogs Devon on the ladder, but misses an elbow off the middle rope. He bangs off the ladder. Sandman throws the ladder into Bubba's head and slams him, puts the ladder on him, heads up top, and it's a senton. Tommy gets handcuffed to the top rope as Spike climbs the ladder. Sign Guy shakes the ladder. Spike falls off into a Bubba cutter. Spike kicks out. Sandman gets cuffed to the railing. Spike flips out of a powerbomb and goes low, hits an acid drop on the ladder. But Sign Guy and Devon make the save. The Dullies beat the shit out of Spike as Sandman and Tommy are handcuffed. Jim Molino is wiped out. Bubba wants to crush Tommy with a chair, but Beulah makes a save. Devon grabs Beulah, wants to punch her, but Bubba stops him, and then they nail her with a 3D. Tommy's screaming as Beulah's rolling in pain. Uh, Natural Born Killers fires up. Out comes New Jack. Molino and Spike shield Beulah's body as Jack runs through the Dullies with weapons. Out comes Mr. Wright and Jack Victory. They attack New Jack and help the Dullies destroy everyone with a vicious assault, including Bubba spiking guitar in Molino's face. That was nasty. <laughs> Chaos ensues as Joey says it looks like the Dullies may have finished the job. Uh, a chaotic brawl that hit harder in front of this new audience because they were mm -hmm. wild. They wanted all the greatest hits and they got it. Uh, all six had weapons. The chemistry was flowing. This had to be a good, fresh feud to really dig into for these guys, and it's been that. Finally elevating the Dudleys into something meaningful. It's also elevated Spike, who's hanging with the big dogs. The end was wild, too. This is an all-time ECW moment as the Dudleys take out Beulah. She's hurt badly. Uh, this all amps up. The violence is going to ratchet up. Jenny with three and a quarter stars. And again, this is a, an all-time ECW moment. Oh, my Lord. Yes. It is partly the New Orleans audience, I think, that gives this episode a little bit of something different um they have they have been on fire this whole this whole time and they really add a lot to this match um but spike is great i love him with sandman um and with dreamer it got so bloody um 
and violent so quick, but the most offensive thing I think was Spike licking beer off Beulah's chest. <laughs> no, that was actually pretty hot. So, um, and Tommy was wearing a hardcore cafe t-shirt. So I liked that one as well. Um, Sandman was fun in this, uh, fun and drunk. I love Beulah getting the uh, double DDT thing in um, with the ref. Uh, I love the ladder shit. I mean, all of this, just a huge, messy brawl. And then Beulah taking the, the 3D was fucking amazing. I love Tommy handcuffed to the ring, just lashing out with the stick, uh, trying just in vain to to help Beulah and can't do it. Um, and then the whole new Jack thing comes in, you know, with him and Jack fuckery or whatever his name is. So um, that that just a whole nother level added in so i did three and one half nope yep three and one half stars uh uh, complete chaos complete madness uh i I went three and a half on it uh i feel like it's been a long time since we've had a match this chaotic like Mm -hmm. i feel like it's like maybe since raven was here like it it feels (laughs) like it's been that i mean we had that random if you remember i think it was like one of the first episodes in 98 we had that random ecw versus wwf match at the Mm elks but even that wasn't as chaotic as this like this was like one of those old school raven sandman type of tag team brawls with the flock and all that stuff so it had been a while. I think we were long overdue for a match as batshit insane as this. And uh, batshit insane is what it was. Uh, Beulah eating that 3D was disgusting. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. uh, <laughs> savage, vicious looking, uh, super fun match. Uh, at one point, there were four-way drop kicks in the corner, including the referees <laughs> doing the drop kick. <laughs> I thought that was that was great. Uh, the latter stuff, like you said, Jenny, was great. So. And then you get New Jack coming out and bringing his brand of insanity out there, too. So uh, just a ton of fun. A great match for an, uh, an episode of uh, Hardcore TV, for for sure. So uh, three and a half for me on this. And I knew that 3D was coming, but I did not expect it to be in New Orleans. I assumed it was an ECW yeah, arena too. moment. And yeah, because it's such a big one. Yep. Um, but they, they deliver for the New Orleans mm-hmm. like first yep. time there. They get a big time angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see where things go. But uh, for now... Beulah is in some trouble. Uh, best match, obviously, is the main event. Yep. Uh, worst match, Storm RVD, but still very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Best moment, obviously, the 3D on Beulah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Most 90s, Jack Victory and Tom Byron. <laughs> from yeah, uh, <laughs> Victory's more 80s, but... <laughs> uh, Stock Rising, I went Taz, RVD, Sabu, and the Dudleys. And Beulah. Mm. By God. I don't know about that. Uh, stock falling on BWO, FBI, and Mr. Wright's crew. Mm. Yeah, his yeah. crew can already fuck off. Yeah, I hate them already. Uh, I went seven out of ten. I mean, it feels low-ish, but I don't know. Like the RVD match was a little disappointing. The rest of the show, there wasn't a ton going on, but that angle <clears throat> alone brings us up like multiple grade levels. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's such a big deal. It's more of like an iconic moment than an iconic episode, but still a strong episode. Yeah, I'm going to do six out of ten. Yeah, I went to seven on solely on the strength of the main event. Yeah. All right, we got one more week of TV to hit here. June 13th, 1998. We open with a trip back to Russell Palooza. We honor the junkyard dog there, and then we get a slate in memorial of his passing. Of course, uh, sad end. He was driving home from his daughter's graduation, fell asleep at the wheel, and crashed. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, sad ending for poor JYD. They get our opening animation. Joey welcomes us in and talks about what's ahead tonight. Says Gertner has demanded that the Dudleys apologize to Beulah or he's going to quit as their spokesperson. What? That doesn't sound like him. It uh, does not at all. No. To the ECW arena we go for our opening matches. Jamie Dundee takes on John Cronus. Dundee dances Ooh. out like a clown. Joey talks about Shane being stuck in yet another controversy after shaking up the wrestling world at this show. So we'll see that later. Dundee gets a mic, says both he and Cronus used to be half of the greatest tag teams ever. Dundee <laughs> says he got rid of his partner and Saturn dumped Cronus' dumbass and keeps piling on until Cronus finally has enough, smashes him with a kick and hammers away. Cronus slams Dundee but misses a splash. Dundee chokes and kicks with a very fast assault. Dundee fucked up on a springboard back elbow. The crowd is all over him. Cronus heats back up, gets two on a lariat, misses another splash off the middle rope. Dundee gets two on a double stomp, tries a cartwheel karate chop. Cronus just shrugs off, hits a cartwheel handspring elbow, finishes with a 450. And this is kind of whatever. I don't mind Dundee as a good little annoying shit, low-card act. Like, that's fine. Cronus is really aimless. I mean, he's a good hand to have around. Mm-hmm. But, like, what are we going to do with him? Is he just going to have these undercard mm-hmm. matches? Is he a guy you could put in a feud? I get the feeling you don't trust him a ton. <clears throat> but I also feel like they want to reward him for hanging around while Saturn left. So I think they it almost feels like they feel like they owe him like a debt of gratitude uh, for almost like a life lifetime contract. Just because of Sandman bailing out on them. Uh, I went star and a half though, Jenny. It was, it was just a typical kind of squash. Yeah. I just, I really like Cronus and whenever he hits that sick 450 splash always pops me. So I did two stars. Fun little match. Yeah, I, I went star and a half. It always, to your point, JT, it always feels like when they, we, we see Cronus every now and then, and then it feels like they want to start doing something with him. And then you see him for a couple of weeks and then he just disappears and they never do anything with him again. So I think that may lead credence to your point where they maybe don't trust him to right. do anything, or maybe he had some sort of backstage issues going on. Like, cause we've seen him before and he's been pretty, uh, pretty decent in what we've seen mm-hmm. him in since Saturn has left, but then they, they just don't follow up on it. So it has to be something like that. Cause it's weird yeah. that they don't just do something with him. Yeah. I think that it's, it's a payday just for a guy that has been loyal to them is my guess. Mm-hmm. Plus he's finding these undercard matches. Like, Right. I think they used to stay. We we seen that a million times. Remember those mm-hmm. arena shows we used to watch? They would mm-hmm. stack up the card, right? So they right. kind of have these undercard mm-hmm. guys work early in the night. Cronus is a guy they could throw out in the first or second match. He could flip around, put on a little stunt show, and then be gone. Mm-hmm. So he's probably happy to do it, is my guess. All right, we got highlights of last week's Dudley assault on Beulah. Jack Victory and Mr. Wright joining the Dudleys to lay waste to the rest of the crew. Joey is very somber in the nest. He talks about what we just saw. He recaps the Dudley's warpath using the 3D. They sent the Sandman to the hospital, and now they use that same move on Beulah. The Dudleys have tried to end her career and break her neck. Joey says Joel Gertner even seems outraged and demanded an apology, or he is resigning as spokesperson. Hmm. After a break, we get clips of Beulah revealing she was pregnant with Tommy Dreamer's baby back at House Party 1996, which seems like just an eternity ago. Uh, it was so cool to see that clip again because it, just driving Raven into insanity. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I'm pregnant. He goes, What? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then he attacks Raven. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, Joey then talks about Beulah and Tommy's crazy run since then and how that looks like it's come to an end in New Orleans at the hands of the Dudleys. And even the most callous of people are angry, including Joel Gertner. 
Right in victory with the Dudleys and Gertner standing by an ambulance in a parking garage. Sirens are wailing. Victory pats down Gertner and clears him to talk to Wright. Wright says this is the second chance at announced duties. Gertner has a scoop and shocking truth. The Dudleys went too far and beyond extreme and issues an ultimatum to the Dudleys to apologize to Beulah in person or lose his services. The Dudleys are surprised and says nobody's services like Gertner and they will apologize because they don't want to lose him. They open the ambulance and Devon is banging a blow-up doll meant to be Beulah. <laughs> Devon says she gave him crabs. Bubba says he's sorry that Dreamer's rat is spreading VD to the boys and they're not as sorry as Tommy's going to be. So the Dudley's clearly pushing the envelope as they continue to torture and mess with Tommy in the name of Beulah Jenny. What'd you think of this segment? Are you turning around on the Dudley's? They've now really stepped up their game. They beat the shit out of Beulah, Tommy, Sandman, Spike, and now banging a corpse or a fake corpse in a in an ambulance. An inflated spreading corpse. crabs. What other way to win me over? I mean, that's just the key to my heart. Um mm-hmm. uh, Beulah gave me crabs is a sentence that I got to write today. <laughs> Thanks to the Dudleys. Uh, so, yes, all that was absolutely insane and fun. I agree, Matt. I, for one, am shocked that uh, Joel Gertner didn't resign from his post as uh, yeah. a, a spokesperson of Dudleyville or whatever the fuck his official title is. I couldn't believe it. But, uh, yeah, uh, this was something. Uh, seeing Devon uh, uh, do a thing to a blow-up doll was a thing I was not expecting, but uh, and uh, at least they apologized for Bueller mm. uh, spreading mm-hmm. VD. That's the most important right. thing, really. Right. right. Very important. Yeah. Uh, Joey's in the nest. He apologizes for his mistake. He trusted Gertner, assumed he's a human being. He says he won't make that again. He then talks about Candido and Storm putting their issues aside to battle RVD and Sabu. Storm couldn't return from Canada in time to defend along Candido, so we have exclusive triple threat comments to document the history. Backstage, Candido says the one time he didn't mind teaming with Storm, the Canadian airline screwed up and Storm can't make it. So Candido has to defend alongside Bam Bam Bigelow, who wants revenge on RVD. Douglas is glaring, and he and Bigelow start to bicker a bit about who should get the spot. Shane says his ego's bruised as he's had to sit back watching everyone claim to be the best while he's healing. Shane says he has an ego and thinks they should leave Bigelow in the back to monitor Taz, and Shane will take his spot. He's having surgery anyway. How much worse can it be? And they all agree on this plan. So Bigelow is going to stay back. Shane's going to go to the ring with Candido to take on RVD and Sabu in Storm's place. Uh, any quick thoughts on this segment? Shane just looks dumber and dumber. <laughs> I think oh he's just a God. desperate man. He's like, you know, desperate to get back in the ring, prove himself. He feels like he's useless on the sidelines and whatever. I'm I'm hurt anyway. What's the difference? I did like this for the style of it because mm-hmm. it's the four of them huddled up and the camera just circles them. Yeah. You know, it's a pretty cool little effect. Um, and they cook up this stupid plan. They should not do this. For once, Candido was like the voice of reason going, um, no, clearly Bigelow should be my partner because your arm's fucked. Um, but no, we're not going to listen to him. So this can only lead to bad things in my mind. That's when you know it's a bad fucking idea when Candido's the voice of reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Shane, not great. A, a buddy, you're having trouble putting a shirt on. Stay home. Like, sit, sit this one out. Let the big tattooed man take uh, take this one, for God's right. sake. Right. It's not like he doesn't trust Bigelow. He's just... Right. He's yeah, just he's, fancy. He can't he's keep selfish. Back. He's selfish. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what he says. Can't keep sitting back. No. Joey talks about Shane's decision. He says nothing further to lose with his injured elbow and sends us to the ring. 
Triple H, uh, Triple, Triple H, uh, the game. <laughs> Triple Threat is out. Shane says he's heard a lot about RVD being the best champion while rehabbing his injuries. Triple Threat all hold up their end of the bargain to protect the group. And RVD is just a high flyer that takes some risks. But this is the house the franchise built, not Van Dam. And injured or not, Shane needs to know who's the best. And we're going to have a match tonight. Joey again talks about Shane's decision and his elbow and how things could get worse if it's being fixed anyway. And we get highlights of Shane's tough few months, including the evolution of the issues with Taz. We then get highlights of the dream partner tag from Matter of Respect, including the reunion of RVD and Sabu. Clips of RVD versus Storm from last week, which led to Candido and Storm pulling back together. And that brings us to our main event. Shane Douglas and Chris Candido taking on Rob Van Dam and Sabu for the tag. Uh, not for the tag team titles. I'm sorry. Well, actually, I think they are on the line here. The triple threat hits the ring, led by Francine. Shane isn't even in his tights. He's wearing wind pants, a shirt, and he has a massive elbow cast on. Mm. Shane gets on the mic. He brags about working hurt, unlike others in the business. Van Dam and Sabu head out with Fonzie. Joey says they've gotten on the same page. RVD has shown the public respect for Sabu, and now they may be unbeatable. We clip to the introductions, take our time easing in, clip to Candido and Sabu feeling each other out. We go ahead to Sabu striking and trying a slingshot Rana, but Candido counters to a pancake, gets a snap suplex, tries to top rope Rana. Sabu blocks and it's the top rope leg drop for two. We clip ahead to Candido drop kicking RVD in the head, following out with a clothesline, a slam, and a middle rope leg drop. RVD floats out of a suplex, kicks Candido down, and stomps away. RVD pours it on as we clip through all of his offense. We go ahead to Douglas tagging in. He and RVD are talking some shit. Shane ducks a kick and jabs and chops away. He fights off Sabu as well. Shane gets a nice power slam. RVD comes back with a clothesline and a corkscrew leg drop. Shane goes low as RVD looks to the crowd, but RVD comes back kicking and hits a leg drop to the injured elbow off the top rope. RVD hooks an armbar, but Candido makes a save and breaks it up. We clip ahead to Francine and Fonzie throwing down as Taz shows up. Shane grabs Taz and tries a suplex, but Taz counters to an armbar. He wrenches on the arm. Bigelow's out. He saves and works over Taz. Sabu sets up a table. Him and uh, RVD put Candido on it and hit a double team top rope leg drop through Candido to a big pop and cover for the win. We see a quick clip of Bigelow and Taz fighting in the parking lot, and Bigelow whips Taz into a car and busts out the window. So I don't actually, I corrected myself. It's not for the tag team titles, but they win the match. A uh, fun match from what we saw with a lot of chaos. Shane gave it a go, but gets fucked up by Taz again. We're really deep in the war here with the triple threat. <laughs> RVD and Sabu were great as always. Their tag team is on point. The top of the card is filled with star power and a lot of anger across the board here. Uh, two and three quarters from me. Matt, what'd you think of this main event? Yeah, uh, I went two and a half on it. It was a, a perfectly fine match. Uh, I was surprised Shane did as much as he did. <laughs> like, I, I thought it was going to be one of those matches where, yeah, it's a tag match, but Shane doesn't do anything. Like when, uh, what was it, Dynamite Kid hurt his back when the British Bulldogs lost the tag titles, like on Superstar, something like that is kind of what I was expecting, where Shane's just basically on, on the apron fucking with the crowd. But no, he did things. Uh, he hits a power slam, eats a spin kick, uh, gets the arm bar locked in on him again for the 500th time in the last like six <laughs> weeks or so like goddamn man like mm-hmm. maybe stop doing this your plan isn't fucking working what, what's wrong with you maybe i think if you get the surgery maybe they need to check your brain too because uh, you need to come up with some you need to come up with some better fucking plans because they're always ending with you in the goddamn arm bar from taz but yeah, I mean, the match wasn't much, but given Shane's condition, it really couldn't be. But it was perfectly fine enough. Uh, super right. quick ending to the match in the episode, too. Like, they kind of just got out of there really quick. So I, I went two and a half on it. It was perfectly fine for what it was, Jenny. Hmm. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I knew there was going to be some fuckery. I knew Taz was going to show up. Poor Bigelow. 
Where, where where were you? Weren't you supposed to be on Taz duty? You just yeah like, yeah he was a little, a little late there. getting out there. He was fucking getting jerked he, off. He, in the he was getting another tattoo. Yeah, yeah, so like that was a failure on your part, Bigelow. Sorry about that. Um, and and that sucks for Shane because he needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needed that layer of protection, but also fuck him because he's the one wrestling in the match. So yeah, I. I don't feel any sympathy for Shane. Like it's his own damn fault. He got his arm in the arm bar again. Um, <laughs> but I did like the, the closing shot of Taz being thrown into a car window and it breaks. So that'll be fun when we catch up next time. Uh, I did two and three quarters on this one. All right. So that brings us to the end of the night. Let's get to our awards uh, here. Best match. I went with the main event. It's kind of a yes. choice. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Worst match, Cronus and Dundee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Best moment, uh, Taz attacking Shane yet again. I mean... It's either that or Devon fucking a blow-up doll. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, that too. Uh, most 90s and with Dundee's stupid floppy hat. <laughs> yeah. Crabs. Yeah, crabs. That's yeah. Crabs were in 90s. That's just a 90s thing? That's it? <laughs> It's good to know they eradicated it. I ain't never had <laughs> crabs. It's been a cure. It's been cured. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, stock rising with Cronus, Triple Threat, Taz, R.E.D., Sabu. Yeah. I mean, uh, the blow-up doll, you had to inflate it. So technically, yeah, yeah. It, you know, gross. <laughs> stock falling with Dundee and, and Devon's penis uh, with the crab. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, final grade, I went 5 out of 10. Eh, this is okay. Like, neither match really lit my fire. The main event was kind of whatever. Um, really, we're just... This usually happens, I feel like, after... Outside of that really hot run we had in, what, like, 96, 97, where, like, shit would happen every week. Um, I feel like we get a major angle, and then the next week is kind of, like, regrouping from that angle and resetting us. So that this was, like, a reset episode. Um, so I went 5 out of 10. I didn't mind the reset because I needed some new characters. I needed some new stuff um, happening. So it's kind of perfectly placed here. Um, so I did five and a half. Yeah, I went five and a half on it too. It's a perfectly fine episode. Like you said, it was a reset for the massive angle. All right. So that'll do it for us here tonight. Uh, another three episodes in the books. We'll be back in two weeks with four weeks of TV. That's going to take us into mid-July. Still haven't heard any details about this next pay-per-view, so I'm sure that's to come soon. Uh, beyond that, sure to check out everything we have to offer here at the North-South Connection. We have a lot of video content, audio content. Everything's available at northsouthconnection.com, as well as our social media. We appreciate all of your support, your love, your sharing, comments, likes, subscriptions across the board. Everyone take care. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Stay